Welcome back to After the Midnight, everybody. This week, we're discussing track nine from Endless Summer, Crockett to Revenge. And to give us some more information about the song's background, let's hear from Tim. Well, if you don't know who Crockett is, I don't know that I can be your friend. Uh, if you've never seen an episode of Miami Vice and don't know who John Johnson is and the role he played, uh, you need to go and do your homework, Mr. Um, and obviously he needs revenge because he's motherfucking Crockett. Tim coming in there hot with his takes there. So everybody that's watching this that hasn't seen Miami Vice, just take a pause, go watch it, because apparently you can't be Tim's friend otherwise. So for anyone who's not familiar, uh, Miami Vice was a show that was on in the 80s. It was on from 1984 to 1990. And Don Johnson, who Tim just said right there, played the character of Crockett. And the cool thing about this show, at least from what I found just doing some research, is it was heavily inspired by the new wave movement of the 80s. And obviously that's what Synthwave kind of spawned out of, is influences from that. So a lot of the aesthetic in the show and um, even certain sequences and episodes and stuff like that were solely dedicated to, to music and they really kind of embraced that time. I thought that was really neat. The one thing I'm thinking of is there's this scene with In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins from the show. That's actually the lyric scenes in this video. It's just a clip of In the Air Tonight, but it's put to these scenes in the show. And there's only a few parts of dialogue in it. It's very much almost like a music video, but it was used within the show. Just to give a little bit more background about it, so there's Crockett, who's played by Don Johnson, and then his partner Tubbs, and they both go undercover throughout the show. They're trying to catch this drug dealer. That's like an ongoing theme with the show. So if you think about like Crockett's revenge, like I know that there's one point in the show where Crockett and Tubbs arrest the guy they're chasing, and right before they kind of claim victory that criminal gets out on two million dollars bail so you think about like crockett's revenge you know so they also developed this into a film in 2006 so on twitter a person asked what about doing a sequel to collateral and tim says collateral is the sequel to crockett's revenge crockett's revenge is the seductive side of the criminal underbelly it's sexy glossy and lures you in collateral is the inevitable result of where that life leads without going too much into what we're going to cover in the future it's really interesting to hear that just about like the city's underbelly and stuff like that and kind of have crockett's revenge tie to collateral because when we get into next season which is nocturnal that whole album feels like it's kind of in the criminal underbelly of the city that we've now made it to in endless summer so that's really cool to hear i I love when we find connections like that between songs that come straight from the band you know it's not just like a fan interpretation or anything like that we're actually you know getting that straight from from tim so that's that's really awesome all right so now that we get a little bit of background on it let's take a listen to the track and just to remind everyone like i say every episode we do have the stems for this track what that means is we have a track by track breakdown of the sounds that are used here so as we listen through we're going to highlight some of those especially since this song is instrumental and yeah let's go ahead and get into it (laughs) 
enjoy the notes of the Vanguard smooth pad right here. Some nice chords. I love the way that these chords mix with the marimba when they're going together. It's a, it's a really nice complement to one another. Of course, here's the saxophone played once again by Thomas Eatinger. The way the sax is played here reminds me a lot of Kenny G. So smooth. It's got that wail that he talked about in our previous episode. But it almost has a different wail to it, I feel. You know, I mean, it's still very powerful and bravado like I talked about in the last episode, but he definitely matches the tone of the song. I mean, it, it feels a lot more um, laid back, you know, sensual a little bit. The iconic part of the song is this marimba right here. I love this part. It's the part that gets stuck in my head after I listen to this. I agree. Um, we hear the same pattern and the same marimba on the next two songs, and those two songs go together really well. So it's cool to hear Tim sliding in, you know, that that theme. drums here at 128 beats per minute. I love this drum beat. It's interesting to hear it isolated though because I never picked up on the echo that's on there. The guitar. When everything's together I really like this guitar part. It just bounces off the other melodic patterns really well. Like It's a, it's a nice counter to some of the other sounds that we get throughout the track. So here we have the calliope arp. This is an organ, but the notes produced sound like steam whistles. You definitely hear the steam engine influence in the sound, but obviously he's tweaked it a little bit. Yeah, it's really cool. I love those notes.
cool song big departure for the midnight especially on on this record i mean we came out of vampires which is a very high energy song and where we're about to go um, definitely picks the pace up a little bit i mean this is um very much of a standout track by them i mean it's super laid back it's instrumental the whole thing is really i think driven by the saxophone but there's a lot of cool sounds in there like breaking it down like that definitely gave me a new appreciation for it i think um like you said earlier from the tweet like the dark city underbelly kind of sound like it very much puts me in like i'm you know a detective or something and i'm in like a noir film it's dark all around me or something like that and i'm you know on the back end of my detective career chasing some criminal that i've been chasing for 10 years and trying to get my revenge every episode we like to get your guys's take on the song so i'm going to share some tweets here um we asked when you hear Crockett's Revenge, what comes to mind? Adrian said, what comes to mind? That could be a background to some station identification of Far East Network Philippines in the late 80s. So Adrian's saying it could be the background to a radio show. Jacket says, who's Crockett? Obviously, he's never watched Miami Vice. Come on, Jacket. Go listen to Jacket's album if you haven't listened to it yet. Just a guy driving in the sunset and thinking about choices he made. 80s stuff for sure. Yeah, Mr. J's on point there. We got Envy saying a joyride downtown around 2 in the morning by yourself. I can feel that. Lucas says a detective's night prowling the rain-soaked streets of a city looking for answers and finding them. Obviously, he knows what's up because this is about detectives. But then you have John LaParate who says lusty night with the missus at the private coastal property. And Tyler liked that tweet, so. Yep. And that's absolutely true. This is a very sensual, intimate song. In fact, I was listening to it once and my wife came in and she said, what's going on here? What are you watching? Our buddy Rob Panico says, what comes to mind? My friend's experiencing the midnight for the first time. It was a beach in Florida. The setting sun was painting the sky and it was around this moment one of them turned and said this was their new favorite band. That is awesome. That is a cool story. I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah, sharing music with people can be powerful and the memories that it makes. I love through this podcast and, and how we've connected with you guys, how we get to hear so many of your stories about the first time either you heard the band or the first time you showed somebody the band, because that's just such a pivotal moment when it comes to music that really kind of shapes who you are. Like, you know, we've talked about the first moment you showed, you know, me the midnight and just to remember that and you know and have it stick out so vividly in, in your mind and you can go back to that it's just so so awesome so keep sharing those with us because we love to hear it others of you like shadow runner shared this gif right here shout out to shadow runner go listen to his album too if you haven't jason millhouse also said oddly enough kenny g songbird so he saw the kenny influence as well he also said um between Kenny's songbird and this song he says it has the same melody shape alternating seconds phrasing 80s coast vibe I can see my parents stack of new CDs on their first black Phillips player Shannon says that it's meant to be in an 80s movie the montage music for the main character wandering the city after a party contemplating his life choices and then starting to make some changes shout out to Shannon awesome so yeah this is an interesting song kind of a interlude 
to take us to the back half of the album. Yeah, man, it's crazy that we're almost through on the summer. We only have three songs left, which, I mean, feels like it's flown by. Um, yeah, I agree. This is a really cool interlude type of song, you know, right before we go into the last quarter little bit of the album. And it was really cool to listen to it broken down like that uh, with the stems. Um, it gave me kind of a new appreciation for some of the sounds that are in, in the song and, and what makes up the song. And um, I feel like Tim does that a lot to me. You know, he hides so many little things that when you're listening to it, you're just so consumed by the track and the how melodic he, he writes and things like that. So to hear everything broken down like that, you know, individually really gave me kind of a new appreciation for for a lot of it and then if you guys missed our last episode we were lucky enough to interview thomas edinger um, who played saxophone on vampires he's played saxophone on a bunch of midnight songs and obviously he plays sax again on this song as well um, so yeah if you haven't checked that out we'll link it down below it'll also be at the end of the episode too definitely go check that out but yeah it's a cool instrumental track definitely cool to to go through it with you and uh like I said, I can't believe that we only got three songs left on this album, man. Three songs left on the official album. Of course, there's also the bonus tracks Comet and Bend, which we'll also be covering. But um, when we talk about this, it's really in context of the original release to kind of give, because this was kind of the final stamp that they gave on the album. So I treat this as a whole unit of that. And then the bonus songs, I think of a little bit differently. Yep, and hey, just before we get out of here real quick, I wanted to mention, if you guys are not familiar, we also do another series on this channel as well called Wave React, where Ryan and I go through synthwave, retrowave, vaporwave, any type of synth-based music. Um, usually one of us hasn't heard it before, and we'll go through and listen to it together and kind of get each other's reaction to it. So if you're looking for some new stuff to check out, you can you know find those episodes linked down in the description. But yeah. Fun episode. See you guys in the next one. Awesome song. Catch you guys in the next one.